What's going on, everybody? My name is Ernie Fuentes, and you're listening to the Cool Ernie Podcast. Welcome to 2021. This is the first podcast of 2021. And uh, boy, do I got a juicy one for you to start off the year. Um, this podcast is about family secrets. It's about things that are not spoken of. Things that your parents don't tell you. Things that your family doesn't tell you. And that sometimes later on in life, you find out about them. Me and my mom, we had a great relationship. I really, really loved my mom. Um, she was always very supportive of me. Um, I liked the way that she always uh, used to talk to me straight and uh, tell me, you know, the truth and what life was all about and kind of prepared me uh, for adulthood, you know, telling me, hey, this is what you're going to be looking at and this is what life is going to bring you and, and this is how you have to be prepared in order to raise a family and to be a man. Uh, my father was similar. Um, always used to talk to me very, very straight, you know, and give me the facts. And that's what I grew up with. Now, my mother was a disciplinarian in the family. And um, when I said did something that was jacked up or I said something that was jacked up, you know, basically, you know, I would hear from her. Um, and, you know, as I grew older, uh, through high school and college, my mother became a support mechanism for me. When I thought that I couldn't do something or or I felt I wasn't strong enough to accomplish something, my mother was always there to prop me up. She was always there to say, tell me, you know, son, you could do anything. You could Anything that you put your mind to, you can do it. And I always appreciated that as I was growing older. And even as I had grew and had a family, she continued to do the same. And as far as I knew, me and my mother had no secrets. Um, she told me at one point that uh, she was an orphan and that her father gave her up to her aunt and that her mother had died. And that was the end of it. And then as I grew up a little bit older, she started, gave me a few details of her life and said, well, yeah, I was an orphan. I was given up on my father, but my father gave me up to her, his sister, which would be her aunt. And the way she kind of explained it was that uh, it was kind of like a Cinderella type thing. Uh, you know, she lived with her aunt and I, I guess her two cousins and, you know, they, her aunt used to treat her like shit and, and her cousins used to treat her like shit. And, and um, it, it was kind of something like, like the Cinderella story. You know, uh, they used to make her work in the house and, you know, and stuff. And, and at one point she she always remembered this one specific line that her aunt told her. 
and 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 she repeated it to me as I got older so many times that that I to this day I remember it. And this line, the line that her aunt told her was, and I quote, get yourself a job to pay for the mouthful of food that I give you every day. That quote was ingrained in me for the rest of my life because I felt so bad for my mother I, that she was an orphan. And, and I felt bad that she was mistreated in that way. Um, but, you know, that was the end of it. I mean, really, that's all that we ever spoke about regarding her, her father and her mother being obviously my grandparents on her side. That's all I knew. Um, a little bit later, you know, in life, she went into details that, you know, how she met my dad and, you know, how, you know, she learned how to sew because my mother was a trained professional seamstress. I mean, this woman could sew. Uh, she, she could look at a dress in a store. She could draw the pattern on, on a sketchbook and then she could draw that pattern and cut it on her kitchen table. That's how good she was. Um, I've met a lot of women that could sew, but I've still yet to meet a woman that could sew as good as my mother. Um, and she learned that trade um, in Cuba um, during, I guess, this time that she lived with her aunt. At least that's what I was told. Well, of course, years go by, you know, I have my own family, have children, um, I'm 62 now, and recently I heard the news that um, my cousin, her daughter, my first cousin on my dad's side, okay, her daughter was going to play tennis, had a tennis match, she was playing for, I guess, the state team, and, you know, I wanted to call her and let her know, hey, you know, congrats and good luck to your daughter, and I hope she does well, and I hope she plays well. So I start talking to my cousin, and um, my cousin is a lot like me in a lot of ways that we can talk. I tell you, you put me and my cousin Madeline together, forget about it. We'll just, we, we'll just like two parrots. I mean, we'll just talk and talk and talk forever. And uh, we start getting into the conversation, and I don't know how my mother's situation, you know, because my mother's passed already. She she did pass away like three years ago. And the the whole story of my mother and her mother, because her mother passed away too, and, and my aunt was very dear to me. Um, and, and my mother, before she passed away, she said, your aunt has been the greatest friend I've ever had. And... Uh, and I'm talking to my cousin Madeline about this. Say, say, hey, listen, you know, your mother was my mother's best friend, and they just and and then we start talking about my mother's history. Oh well, you know, that's you know, my mother was an orphan, blah blah, and blah blah blah, and, uh, and then the secret came out, and you know, I told Madeline, I said. Hey, listen, um, you know, my mom was an orphan and this. And, and she says, well, 
you only know part of the story. And there was some silence there. And I and I thought to myself, part of the story. I was thinking to myself, well, part of the story? I, I thought I knew the whole story. And she said, and I asked her, I said, what do you mean part of the story? She says, well, yeah, your mom was an orphan. That is true. And yeah, your grandfather, your mom's dad gave her up to live with her aunt. But he gave her up because she was the daughter of a relationship with a black woman being my grandmother. I was shocked. Uh, I, I, at, at that moment, I can't begin to tell you what went through me. Um, here, I thought I knew my mother's background. I thought I knew my mother's secrets. I thought I knew my, my mother had told me so many things about her life, and I thought I would, would, would knew what my mother was about. But here, my cousin was telling me something that really had never been discussed in our family. Not by my aunt, not by my father, which me and my father had an incredible relationship too. We always used to talk. And this was never discussed. Nobody ever came out and said, you know, your grandmother's black. And then went on to say that not only was this a, a she was an unwanted child from a relationship you know, and 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 uh, an unmarried relationship with a black woman and a white man, because my grandfather was, I guess, uh, white from Spanish Spain background. So, the gist of this, from what we discussed, was that what she had been told by her mother, my aunt, was that my grandfather had this relationship with this black woman being my grandmother and she got pregnant i guess at that time in the 1920s which was the height of 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 racism and 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 prejudice was you know you know going on um segregation you name it and i guess at that point you know my grandfather was like hey you know i i can't take care of no black baby you know and then it's unclear at this point from what I understand whether what my mom told me was true, whether whether her mother died in childbirth or her mother just gave her up. That, that That's still unclear. And I guess we'll never know. But yes, my grandfather gave up my mother to her his his sister my aunt her aunt at that time and said here take care of this black baby because obviously i don't want her you know for whatever reasons maybe he couldn't take care of maybe he maybe maybe he did have good intentions maybe he did want to but maybe he couldn't or possibly in those times the you know because of the situ- everything that was going on the the shame that he had of i said like hey i had this 
you know, this relationship with a black woman and, and, and I got her pregnant and this, and this is the child. You know, I, I didn't want, he didn't want to suffer that embarrassment. You know, because in 1920s, like I said, it was, you know, that was the height of, of all, probably one of the worst time in, 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 you know, uh, regarding racism and segregation and separate bathrooms and, and you name it. So for a typically white, Hispanic male from a white background, let's say uh, European Spanish background, to have now a relationship with a black woman, for, forget that. You know, I mean that. You know, he just didn't want to have nothing to do with that. So he, so he gives the baby to his sister and says, "Hey, raise you know this child." You know, which hey, you know, God bless him. Uh, at least he gave it to his sister. He gave my daughter, my mother, to his sister. But then now, the way I'm beginning to understand all this is he, and, and, and which kind of ties into what my, my mother said that she was mistreated, you know, that he gives, you know, he gives the black baby to, to his aunt and says, take care of this illicit child, you know, and of course, you know, the way she probably felt the same way as she, as, as he did, he's like, wow, you're, you're unloading this child on me. And, and she was probably embarrassed, like, you know, oh, wow, the black child in the family, you know, and, and, and the, 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 uh, the, the bastard child, if you, whatever, if you want to call it, her that. And, and this was a product, I guess, of what my mother said, that she was mistreated so much that that she was made to clean that she was made to do all the work in the family and that her cousins didn't do anything you know and that and and that, that her aunt laid that line on her like hey when she was like 15 years old like get yourself a job to pay for the mouthful of food that I give you so now we know the background now now let's keep on going a little further so in continuing conversation with my cousin, we find out that my mother, I guess at one point, my mother told me that she got, she learned the skill and the trade of being a seamstress, you know, because I guess she just decided one day to go to school. Eh, wrong answer. Not true. Okay. The truth was that my mother was fed up of living with her aunt and left her aunt's home at an early age, possibly 15, maybe 16 years old. Or who knows, maybe it was thrown out. Hey, you know, maybe she was she was thrown out, thrown to the street, like, get out. You know, we don't want you. And she ended up working in a home where the lady that owned that home had a business of tailoring women's clothes. So the the impression that me and my cousin get is that she went to work with this woman almost as a boarder. The, the woman must have made a deal with her of like, hey, you can live here and I'll feed you, but you have to work and you're going to be trained as an apprentice for being a seamstress to work with my customers. Now, the story goes on. That's where she met my father. 
Uh, my father was a hired hand. That's what he was doing at that time. He was doing odd jobs. He worked different things in Cuba. But at that point in his life, he was a hired hand. He was working on in that particular uh, farm there that where that house was located. And, um, and you know, that's how he she met my dad. But the reason she got there is because of the fact that either she was thrown out from her aunt's house because obviously she was a the black child of the family or she left voluntarily. She just said, hey, you know, I'm out of here. Um, I can't deal with your your abuse anymore. Now, this kind of sets the stage um, for a lot of things that I saw in my mom's life, like her depression, um, her anxiety. Um, she was she was very fond of children, and she she always felt that you know she would always tell me that you know that children are gifts from God and they shouldn't be mistreated. Um, so when now, when I see a lot of these things that she used to tell me, um, and things that she used to do, I realize that this is all a product of what she saw when she was growing up and the mistreatment and the physical and verbal abuse that she received when she was a child. Now, for me, now that we know kind of my mom's background, for me, it was it was big for me because of the fact that my mom had never discussed this with me. My mom never came out and gave me these details, which I'm surprised because my mom, like I said before, my mom was the type of person that, you know, she was very upfront. I mean, I could do a whole show just on my mom. I mean, and, and some of my listeners, I've spoken to them regarding my mom and things that my mom has said to me. And I tell you what, like I said, I could do a whole show on my mom. And, and she was, you know, very upfront, very direct. You know, um, you know, she was a type of person that, you know, she believed in reality. She had uh, a high level uh, of, of endurance and, and, uh, uh, and, and she, she just was a survivor. And obviously, that was a product of what, what went on in her life. I mean, she had to learn how to survive. You know, if, if you're giving up and you're in a world that nobody wants you and you're living in a family where they don't want you and they're mistreating you, well, you learn how, you learn how to survive. That's the bottom line. But where this affected me was, again, she never discussed this with me. She never went over any of this with me. Um, she never told me, went into these details. And I was surprised now, three years after her death, that me and my cousin are discussing this and this is all coming out. Um, the other thing that kind of got me was... You know, I'm Hispanic. I'm Cuban. Okay? And I got a really great tan. I've always had a good tan. So, you know, I knew somewhere in my history, my lineage, there was there was black origins. I, I, I knew that. I, I'm not naive. But I never could even imagine that 
It was so close. This is my grandmother, you know, and, you know, so close, you know, that, you know, this is a person that I could have met, you know, that I could have uh, spoken to, that I could have uh, enjoyed her company, you know, but because of the times and because of the situation, you know, um, she was given up. My mother was given up and I never got to meet my grandmother. I never got to meet my, my grandfather on my mother's side. And it, this whole revelation brings things to light because I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure people out there are probably saying like, you know, Ernie, I mean, big deal. So you just found out that you had a black grandmother. Who cares? You know, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But it, it, it gives you this new insight on your own identity. You know, like even the other day, I had to fill out a form and it said race. Well, what do I write down now? Before I used to put white or other Hispanic if it was available. I know I'm still Hispanic. Um, I don't consider myself black because I, I, you know, I've, I've never, I don't think I've endured a lot of the inequities that, that blacks have, have received in this country. I'm Hispanic. I'm a mutt. So what do I put down on these papers? I guess I have to continue putting down other, but see, the it brings these whole things to light about your your own roots and your own how you feel about yourself and your identity like now now you know as i've been telling people this story you know it's been kind of like an adventure and it, you know i've laughed about it with a lot of my friends like you know you know, I, I recently had someone that sent me um, a text that said, enjoy Black History Month, you know, and, and I just, you know, because February is Black History Month. And, and, and I said, here you go. Here's my black history. And, but, you know, for me, um, it was, it, it was a gigantic surprise. Uh, it was uh, something that I didn't expect. Um, something that I wish now my mom, uh, would have discussed with me and told me because as I mentioned before, I think now knowing this kind of explains a lot of things. It, it really, really does. It, it, it tells me why she was in a lot of ways, why she did things in a certain way and why um, why she didn't want um, children to have pain and why, um, you know, why she she always uh, used to prop me up and, and tell me, Ernie, you can do anything. And um, because she never had that in her life. All she had was abuse. So I guess she didn't want I me to have the same situation. So she did the exact opposite. Like, instead of what they used to tell her, you know, God knows what it was, you know, she would, 
she was reverse and she would say, Ernie, you know, you can do anything. You can, you can make something of yourself. You know, you can, you know, so it, it, it just, like I said, it's, it's, it just was a gigantic revelation for me. And I will say that, um, this news, although minimal now, because in today's society, Hey, uh, you know, although we have a long way to go regarding, um, race relations, we still do. Um, but you know, it's not like what it used to be in the twenties. Um, you know, during that time, I mean, um, so, but for me, it's been profound for me. This news has been profound and, and it's totally, um, I look at things differently now because, um, now I, I think when, when, when a person of color comes to me and says, Oh, I've been mistreated or I've been, you know, you know, I've been uh, treated incorrectly. I now think of my mother and I say, and, and inside I'm saying to myself, is this person going through what my mother went through? Are they, is someone doing this in maybe in not necessarily in the same manner, but is, is someone hurting this person like they hurt my mother because of the fact that my mother was a black origins. Um, so, um, it has been, like I said, it has been a, a big, big, um, thing for me and it's definitely changed the way I look at race. Um, and how we're all treated. But I think what the biggest thing that I've taken from this, all this, this whole uh, experience, has been if your parents are still alive, if your grandparents are still alive, sit down with them. Talk to them. Ask them stupid questions. Ask them about what they used to do when they grew up. Ask them about what games they played. Ask them about how their parents were. Ask them where they used to live, where they went to school. All the questions that we never get from our parents and from our grandparents. Tell them stories. Ask them about all the stories. You know, just... Ask them to tell you things. Learn information about your your family. You know, so because now, now after learning what I learned, I, I, I wish, I wish my mom was still alive, where I could now say, "Mom, why didn't you tell me this? Why didn't you? Why didn't you elaborate on this pain?" You know. You know, it's something that maybe I could have helped her get through maybe in her later years of her life. As an adult, I could have helped her maybe. Or, uh, so I, like I said, the advice that I would give everyone after this podcast is just sit down with your parents, sit down with your grandparents and, and talk to them. 
And I know that's, that's something that very few of us do because I, I know for a fact that of the 300 people that listen to this podcast, okay, I know for a fact that, that three, all of you, if not a high percentage of you, probably don't know jack about your parents or your grandparents. You may know a little bit here and there, but do you really know the details? Do you know about their childhood? Do you know about what school they went to, how what games they like to play, or how they were in, in elementary school, how they were in high school? You know, what girlfriends did they have? What boyfriends did they have? You know, my mother, in, in her right before she passed away, she told me how when she met my dad, I said, well, how did you meet my dad? And she said, well, he was working out in the field one day, and he took his shirt off, and I was looking at him through the window, and I said, Mom, and she says, what do you think, I'm stupid? I mean, your dad was a really good-looking man, you know, and, and see, I, I never thought of my mom like that, of checking out my dad without his shirt off, and these are the things that, that later on in life you cherish because you you know these little bits these little stories that that they're part of your family they they make up part of what all of us are in one way or another so that's i think everybody's homework uh for the next few days or weeks months um you know just just sit down with your family members, sit, especially your parents, and learn all about them. Because um, and 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 hold on to your chair. <laughs> just just when you're doing it, you know, be prepared. You you may hear something that you don't want to hear, but you know what? The truth shall set you free. Because, um, like for me, like I said, it's it's totally changed my outlook on things. Uh, and how I see myself, and also uh, how I feel about my mother. And 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 before I finish, I want to say that the the other side of this has been my dad. My admiration for my father now as a person has grown immensely, and the reason it's grown immensely is because my father was a very quiet guy. You know he. Just, he was a working stiff, just went to work, provided for his family. Um, but the reason um, it's grown immensely after this whole uh, truth coming out is that I also found out that my father knew about my mother's background. He knew she was the daughter of a black family of a black origins and even during that time that she came from an interracial affair even during that time he decided to love her he decided to marry her and that's why my mom in her later years after my dad passed she said I always loved your father because he was decided to love me and to take me away from all the suffering that I was going through. 
So big props for dad. Proud of you. And because, like I said, nowadays, eh, you know, you have an interracial love affair. It's, you know, it's okay. Back then, in the 20s, you had to have some balls to do that. So you know what? Love you, Dad. But, um, well, there you go. <laughs> Ernie's dark se- family dark secrets. <laughs> I'm, I hope you guys have enjoyed this um, episode for 2021. Uh, I... I don't even know what I'm going to name this episode, but um, who knows? <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. But I, I, everybody that I've told this to, they said, Ernie, you got to put this out on a podcast. I think that'll make a lot of people think. And, um, and I hope so. I hope it'll, it'll make you think just as much as it's made me think. Thanks, everybody. Again, this is... Uh, the Cool Learning Podcast, you can pick it up anywhere you get your podcast, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. I'll catch you next time. See you.